Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, and welcome to Relationship Wednesdays. This is Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And we're here today to talk about relationships. That's right. Um, what I do at Noel Associates is I run a thriving private practice that's full service behavioral health right outside of Chicago. We do everything from medication management, crisis interventions, and uh, family therapy, including public speaking and trainings. And our goal as an organization is to help people uh, get the power back in their lives to do the things that they need to do and to thrive in their lives. And my background is in corporate America. Here at New Orleans Associates, I focus on life coaching, career counseling, and mock interviews. All right. Well, you know, normally we talk we talk about a lot of different relationships. Talk about intimate relationships, family relationships, and for the past few weeks, we've really been focusing on relationships with your husband, your boyfriend, your significant other. And this week, I want to talk a little bit about raising children and what that's like and what that means for you and, and some of the things that um, you can do to raise a happy kid. And, you know, one of the questions I asked in tonight's, you know, when I did the preview of the show is, who are you raising your children to be? Mm-hmm. That's right. Really big question. Who are you raising your children to be? Well, before I had a daughter, I was the perfect parent, right? <laughs> and then you, you have a child, planned, unplanned, however you do that. When they get here, their expectations are the same, that you will provide for them all the things that they need and help train them to be the human beings that you want them to be. Okay. And in general, everybody wants the best for their kids in general. Now, there are some anomalies. You, you watch the news. You hear people that hurt children kill their children, do heinous things to their kids. But for your day-to-day person that's really just a, a, a decent person, just trying to make the world a better place, has a child, and they just show up, and now it's kind of like, what am I supposed to do next? So what I really want to encourage people to do and to think about is, are you really, are you really raising the kid that you want to raise, and who are you raising your child to be? So one of the first things I'm going to say is no matter how old your kid is, um, no matter when you have them, if they're zero, if they're still in your womb, or if they're like 30, 40, 50 years old, what are your goals for your kids? And let's start with little kids. Like from zero to 17, we we usually as parents have a dream for what we have in store for our children. Right. Uh, People people have that in mind for where they want to be uh, financially for the child, from an educational standpoint, what education they want. Uh, they have somewhat either, at least a level of career they want them to be. Maybe not the particular career, but a certain quote, quote level, status level of a career. Mm-hmm. At least they like their child to hope to achieve at least one day. Absolutely. And most people want their kids to be financially independent. I mean, I think that's one of the major things that parents say when they come to see me. Is actually, well, I'm trying to raise my daughter to be financially independent. I'm trying to raise her to have integrity. I'm trying to raise him to um, stand for something. I'm trying to raise him to have morals. I want him to be happy and productive. And to do that, you got to have a plan. Good point. So point number one, children take time, effort, and planning. And it's something that you have to be purposeful about. You cannot just sort of willy-nilly through it. Um, most people can. There are some kids that are super resilient, and you don't. Maybe you feel like you don't have to do much, and they still turn out against the odds, really great. But for most folks, it takes a lot of effort, guidance, and training to get 
to help a child develop into the person that you want them to be. It it definitely does because the world's coming at all the children, giving different messages out there, and you've got to, especially if it's not the message you want to get to your kids, you've got to fight that off. You've got to constantly be giving messages to your children on the direction you want them to go, what's right, what's wrong, according to your morals, what your ethics are, things of that nature. And that definitely takes work, and it takes daily work because, again, they're getting a lot of different messages now, as you know, you hear about social media, and there's a lot more access to information than you know than we were growing up. But definitely from our parents' standpoint, so the child's grandparents at this point, there's a lot more information that the children have access to now. So you've got to combat that if that's not the message that you want to get to your children. Absolutely. And so I think the biggest thing is define what messages you want to give your children. Define, define what kind of core values you want your children to have. Define what you want them to know about finances. Just look at the areas of your life that are important to you and define those areas that you want, What you know, and know what you want to teach your kids. Yes. Here's another thing. No planning equals haphazard results. So if you're just kind of going about and letting it evolve, you know, whatever's going on is going on, then your kid's not going to have a strong sense of what your core values are. And so this is something that you need to be talking to your children about. How many times have I heard parents tell me, well, Dr. Noel, well, my, my kids know my core values. They know what I'm about. So I turn to said kid and I say, what's your, what's your family's core values? Ooh, that's a that's a great question. I look at it. See what the kids are going to say hey, to that. What's your what's your parents' core values? Most kids are like, I don't know. I mean, ideally, that child can know say three to five things. You know, my mommy and daddy definitely say they definitely don't like this. They definitely want me to do this. You know, three to five things they should be able to show. Boom, 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 boom. My mommy, you know, she's big on make sure I wash my hands when I come into the street. Make sure I'm, um, I say good morning. I always have to say be respectful to my elders, a couple of things like that, and they should know those things. You know, whatever that is for your household, you know, those kids know three to five things. This is where mom and daddy stand on this. Because here's the thing, folks. You're the first defense that your children have against the, the world, good or bad. Right. You're the one that teaches them the first everything that they know. So when you turn on YouTube and you see a two- or three-year-old twerking, they learn that at home. Mm, okay. When you Likewise, when you turn on YouTube and you see a scholar, they learn that from home. So it's all about what you're doing. So are you putting in family time? That's another way that you let pe- the kids know your core value. Are you putting in family time with them and actually talking about what your core values are? And so, okay, you may be thinking, I can hear some people thinking, well, like, when, when, when do I have time to do that? Or how do I do that? My suggestion is you pick one day a week, and I'm not saying every day you should be leading by example, by the way, just so you know that. But there there are some that are teaching moments where you can sit down with your kid and say, hey, this is what I think about this and that and this and that and this. And then you can ask, what do you think? Absolutely. I think another way you can do that is being with them when they're watching TV or listening to music, okay, and what you can do is you can uh, have influence on that and say, you know what, listen, I don't like that program. I need to turn that channel. You know, I think that seeing there was inappropriate uh, or you can it was a positive reinforcement. Hey, did you see how those kids shared with one another, things of that nature? And so you have the interaction right in front of you, and it's always a topic of discussion, and you can discuss that with the child, and you can have make that to a learning experience. Absolutely. So it's not about you want to take over your kid's life, and, um, you know, it's not about I want you to live 
the life just the way I want you to live it. But it's about I want to give you some core values so you have an understanding of what, you know, what to expect out of life. You have an understanding of what our goals are. You have an understanding of what our belief system is. And then you can help them develop into their own person. So kids come here, believe it or not, and they already have an idea about themselves. I mean, when they're very little, your kid may or may not like milk. When they get older, they may or may not like the way a blanket feels. One day they have a favorite toy that belongs to them. One day maybe they like a favorite song. There are all these different things, and you have to be able to be there with them to help cultivate that. It's not enough to just say, um, you know, I'm going to be around you and you figure out, you know, how to, you know, what I want. It's about you actually being there to to help instill those things. And then if they have ideas of their own, as long as they're positive, help them sort those out and what to do with them. Absolutely. All right, so we have um, a caller that has a question. Um, hi, this is Dr. Noel. Last four digits of your number are 0766. All right, why don't you go ahead and hi. ask your question. Hi, thank you hi. for taking my call. My name is uh, Wilson. I'm calling from uh, Clearwater Beach, Florida. Uh, Doc, and, and I have a question. I, listen, I wish my kids learned what twerking was from me. I learned it from them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. All right, so it's it's not always what I'm watching. I think I get more educated than, you know, I, I watch the Golden Globe Awards with them or the BET Awards, and, and I'm learning more dirt than they are. Maybe they're, they're a bad influence on me, but uh, I, I do – I'm in an inter, uh, inter uh, I, I've been in an interracial relationship now for four and a half years. And she has a son um, who is just turned 14 years old. So he has now um, just left eighth grade. He's in ninth grade this year. Can't relate okay. to him at any level. Doesn't play football. Uh, does a lot of video games. And over about the last year and a half to two years, he's um, become increasingly disrespectful. I mean, there is no leverage. There is no uh, – there's no middle ground with this kid. I haven't been able to do anything. And he's got to the point where he just is defiant. Okay. Um, and it kind of all came to a head probably about a month ago. He started bringing girls over to the house. Now, I grew up in a home where, you know, the door should stay open or two feet on the ground. But he goes in the room, shuts the door, and locks it and dares okay. anybody to try to open it up or come in there. We, we've seen kids like this, Right. 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 Okay. Now, I'm not his father. His father is, is in prison and is going to be there for quite some time. I thought maybe it was a lashing out thing. I don't try to be his father, but I, I do try to be a, a positive uh, male role model. I was raised in the church, and uh, he obviously wants nothing to do with that. Um, but where things got a little weird is probably about a month ago, um, he went in there and locked the door again. And his mom said, hey, listen, next time he does that, if I'm at work, she's a nurse, go ahead and knock on the door, open it up. I mean, this is your home. And I did that. He was fucking the chick out of some white girl. I beat off at the door all over myself. It was so hot. I mean, I couldn't believe the size of this kid's prick. Okay. Well, one thing we're going to have to watch a, well, watch a language on the show, but I think we got a gist of what, 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 what your question is there. And basically looking at how can you basically deal with that situation. Okay, so we got some, some disrespectful uh, attitudes toward him from the son. Uh, Doc, what do you think about that, some suggestions? Yeah, a couple of things. So that, the call got a little awkward at the end, but let me say this. If if you're running a household and you're co-parenting with someone and you're co-parenting um, 
you know, someone that's not necessarily your biological child, but you want to be a positive influence in their lives, you have to set the standards in the home. Right. So I do think that mom laid out a good ground rule that, hey, if I'm not home, this is your house too, go ahead and, and go through, go in the room and kind of knock on the door. But I think one of the things that, that families also have to do is, Figure out what the what the rules are ahead of time and sit down and have those conversations. I feel like this got a little too far too soon, and maybe they didn't have the chance to lay or didn't lay the ground rules at the very beginning. It definitely sounds like uh, yourself and your wife need to be on the same page. So probably have that conversation, what the rules are before interacting with the child. So you guys are 100% on the same page, and then meet with the child together as one unified uh, couple. Say, here's what the rules are for our house. So it's not coming from stepdad, it's coming from mom and stepdad together. These are the rules for our household going forward. And uh, and the wife supports the stepdad and stepdad supports the mom. They're on 100% 100 the same page. So the child is not getting any kind of a mixed message, like this is only for one side because you're not my real dad or anything like that. Right, right. So just being on the same page and being consistent with being on the same page and being able to uh, stay together and focused on what the goals are of the household. Yeah, and I can split by that. Very good. So um, are you putting in family time? Are you making it a point to sit down and have those conversations with your kids about what you think about? Now, here's what's interesting. It doesn't have to be a sit around in a square and have a heart-to-heart. You can have conversations while you're playing a game, while you're doing Connect Four, while you're doing um, other things in the home, like just letting them know who you are, what your heart is. Yep. I think one thing that's interesting that we're talking about here as we're talking about raising children is looking at who you want the, ch- the child to be versus what you want the child to do from a career standpoint. And then there's definitely a difference in there. We're talking about raising kids. You know, who you really talking about the character of the, the, the person because, you know, this is where I want you to be as a character. As a, as, at the end of the day, a, a grown, uh, my grown son, my grown daughter, you're self-sufficient, I want you to be this type of a character of a person not trying to pigeonhole them into saying you have to be a doctor, you have to be an engineer, you have to uh, live in this size house. You know what? Because, again, this is an individual. They have a choice to make different decisions on their own. And, you know, if they want to be one career over the other one, you want to encourage their self-sufficiency. However, kind of career path, legal career path that they're choosing, I'm going to support you in that career path, that dream that you have. I'm not trying to necessarily – directing just what I want to do, but I'm going to encourage your strengths and encourage what your dreams that you have out there. Uh, yeah, let me let me say this point over too. I think a parent can say, I would love for you to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. But I think you also have to be aware that if your child decides not to do that, right. that it's not the end of the world. Right. You know? Because, you know what, they, have, they you know that's great. It's a noble profession. But guess what? I can't stand aside of blood. I have no passion of that in at all in any form or fashion. If, as a parent, there may be some that, a dream that you have. You can give your child some exposure to that, like you're going to give other things. And if, if they say, you know what, thanks for exposing to me to that, or, you know what, I really don't have an interest in that, Mom and Dad, so be it. I'm not going to continue to push down that direction when they don't have a passion on that. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you don't have a passion on this, then what are your dreams and passions from a career standpoint? And I'll expose you to that and do my best to encourage that in you. Right, right. Let me also say that you can see that even in the form of sports, you have people that really want their kids to play basketball, football, soccer, rugby, volleyball, and the kid is maybe not athletic. 
or maybe they like it, but they just like it for fun, and they have no dreams of being a professional athlete. Right. Or playing in high school or playing in college. There's, you know, that's not them. But guess what? They'd want to, you know, they may not be football, basketball. You know what? I really would like to join the swim team. Like, nah, I want you to play football. I play football. I want you to play football with me. Or, you know, I want you to be a cheerleader because mom was a cheerleader. But, you know, I really like volleyball. No, nah, I like volleyball. I want to be cheerleader, you know. I want to do something. I'm, exp- I'm telling you, this is my passion. I need you to encourage me in doing this. Right, right, which comes to one of the things. Encourage your children to do the positive things that they want to do and congratulate them on the positives. Definitely, definitely. So guess what? You win uh, first place in volleyball, even though mom wanted you to be a cheerleader. Fantastic. That is, I'm excited about that. Not like, eh, you know what, volleyball is no big deal. It would be a big deal if you had that cheerleader, but volleyball, you got to award that. Who cares? That's not really a good a, a good sport. I really don't want you to be involved in it anyway. You know that kind of turns that you can turn your child off big time. Right, which which goes into getting to know your child. Do you actually know who your kid is? Big time, yes. Do you actually know who they are? Have you spent time with them? Do you know what they do on social media? Do you know who their friends are? Now we have all been kids before, so there's always a little secret that kids keep from you. I mean, yes. that's always something. A little something. But they shouldn't be hiding from you like drug addiction or things of that nature. Or I really like sports, but you don't want me to play. You only want me to do academics. So when I'm not with you, I'm going to sneak off and join the basketball team. Like you need to be knowing who your kids are, what they like. Have a general understanding of who they are for like that. And that's important for so many reasons. How many times have parents been called up to the school and the teacher says, your kid did this or your kid did that? Do you know your kid well enough to kind of be able to predict if they had did that or not? You know, I think um, what, you, what you talk about with friends and parents influencing friends, especially as you get to junior high school, high school, and you know what, that's not the type of person you want to hang out with. I don't like you associating with that person. That goes into go into the category of who I want you to be with character. Yeah, you know, but but like, let me can I ask you a question. Yes. How, what is the line between because I have to talk to parents about this? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Choosing friends and influencing friendship choices. I, you know, I would definitely influence, but at some point there could be no. You cannot hang out with that person. This person is a you know person on drug has an alcohol problem. Maybe has some situation. It's a negative. It could be a negative, negative, whatever. Problem. Whatever. It could be whatever you whatever you deem to be negative, and I have no problem saying you know what. This is more than an influence I'm going to be influenced. I'm putting a line of saying you cannot hang out with this person, mm-hmm. okay? Because, you know, it, whatever that behavior is, it's, not, it's, it's past the line where I need to step, put, put my foot down as your parent. I'm not longer guiding you. I'm telling you, I'm not suggesting, I'm telling you, you cannot hang out with that person. Yeah, do you feel, I mean, cause has, did your mom ever do that when you were coming up? Um, she gave me guidance for sure. Guidance, so you know, yeah, you may not want to hang out with that person or something like that. Uh, but for the most part, <laughs> I, I, for the most part, I should tell you, I, I hung out with pretty good clean-cut guys and stuff like that. Um, you know, everybody, everybody's about school and athletics. Everybody's pretty straight and narrow. Um, but she did give some guidance. But so it wasn't, I don't think there was really anybody who I was associated with where she really had to put the foot down. Mm-hmm. But I think she would have if she needed to. There are lots of situations where pa- parents come to me and they have basically told their child, you can no longer hang with Susie Snowflake. Okay. And then their kid later becomes, oh, I'm suicidal, I'm going to kill myself, Susie's the only person that understands me, you know, all of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So I'm really going to encourage a parent that you, you need to get to know your kids and you need to get to know their friends and you need to be getting involved before it becomes their best friend. Yeah. Now, this is hard in middle school 
or or high school, it's even hard. Like we have a four and a half year old, and the first person she meets, hello, friend. It's like, right. well, wait a minute. Let's you know, let's do some 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 vetting before we say that. However, when you get to know the friends soon enough, sometimes the friends can get to know you and, and know that this is this is a wrong tree to bark up because this family won't, you know, they That's won't allow this or they will allow this. And you kind of want to help your kids see. And I don't mean just a kid, okay, so they ride the bus and you have Alexis, don't be the friend. No, right. I don't mean that. Right. We're talking about character issues that change who, who, who you think your child will be. They're different negatively because they're hanging out with this Yes, negatively impact where they're going um, ethnic, uh, um, ethically, ethically. ethically or morally, things of that nature, having a negative influence on those and really going against your core values. That's really what it is. Correct. When, when that child is, is uh, staying against what's your core value that you're trying to express they try to deliver to your child, that's when you really kind of need to put that foot down. And some of the stuff can be small. For example, I'll tell you one of the things that, um, that used to really bother my mom. I, I love music. I'm, I'm a music person. And I listen to all types, not just hip-hop. I'll listen to, to rock and roll, country, whatever. I just love music. But I did have certain friends that their music choices were different from mine, and that influence of that constant, that, that whatever it was going on in music, right. can change you. you I was walking around sometimes angry. Why am I angry? Because I was just listening to this song, and she was angry, you know. <laughs> right. Or why are you crying? Oh, this sad song came on, and, you know. So you, you even want to be getting into those small things. And a lot of kids say, well, Dr. Noel, that's nagging. My mother nags everything. Here's the deal. Either you do the work now and they're a little frustrated with you now, or you let them grow up like a like a tumbleweed and you'll be super frustrated later. There you go. Let me come back to a point um, that you made before about friends. We talked about uh, putting a foot down you can't. Um, no longer deal with that particular friend, especially in a situation where the friendship is, seems to be pretty tight because it, it could have blossomed before you really had a chance to get in and break it up, right? Because, uh, you know, right, because especially when you're talking about middle school, high school friends, right. because your kid is not with you every second of the day anymore. You're not always picking them up from school. Sometimes they're walking. Sometimes they're driving themselves. Right. Sometimes they're staying after for basketball practice, hanging out in the gym, and then they come home. Right. So that friendship could blossom really before you have a chance to really influence or direct it. So in that scenario, and if it is a scenario where this person, your child, saying, hey, you know, this is really my best friend, um, but you feel as a parent that's a bad influence on the child, and you're going to put your foot down that it really can't hang out with the child, I think as a parent you would need to start step in there and fill some of that emotional time with the child because if, if you're taking away that friend who they feel is really a close friend at this point in time for whatever reason, you need to say, you know what, I'm going to need to spend a little bit more time with the child. Hey, let's you and I go out to do something that, that you like. I'm going to spend some more time with you and fill up that emotional gap that I just cut away from you. And here's the first thing Susie's going to say. I don't want to be with you, Mom. I don't want to go to the mall with you, Mom. I want to go to the mall, to, to the mall with Molly. I want to go to the mall with, with, with person A, person B. So what you have to be willing to do is not just spend time with them, but also have alternatives. Hey, why don't we go down and do this group thing together? Or I got you a ticket to do X, Y, and Z. So I do agree yes. with you that feeling yes. the time is important. Yes. Well, if they're willing to spend the time with you, then that's great. And if there are other positive avenues, then that's great. And here's the thing. There will be a time that your child doesn't see that somebody else is a negative influence. That oh, happens. Oh, sure. They're happen. A lot sure. of times the kid doesn't know it until, like, after the fact they go, oh, boy, that was a negative influence. Right. And here's the thing. 
adults are, can be negatively influenced by other people too. Yes. So I think we feel like that by 18, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, you wouldn't be influenced. But we have to train our kids so they can even spot influence. Yes, yes, and we realize have, that they are being influenced. Yeah. Sometimes people don't know about even being informed. And sometimes it doesn't matter. Like you see a friend with she's got on pretty red lipstick. You like that word? You get that color? Hey, that's great. Uh-huh. But how far will they follow her down the rabbit hole? Yes. You know, my mom used to always say, if all of your friends jumped off of a bridge, would you jump off of a bridge too? And I was like, what? Like, I don't understand that. What? <laughs> then I started to get it. So if you follow what the whole pack of kids is doing and they do something that's stupid or not smart or gets them all killed, are you going to be in that number? Let me ask you a question down that line. Do you give your child a little more influence based on, I guess, the personality or strength of the personality of your child? So, you know, your per- your child is really not a follower. They're not the type of person that would normally follow. Do you normally give them a little more leeway if you see some other is a bad influence for them, or you say, you know what, even though they're a strong personality, they may not see it, I'm going to nip it, in the, I'm going to nip it right there, even though they do have a strong personality. You know, all kids are followers. I'm going to tell I have a strong personality. I have followers. Gotcha. <laughs> you have a strong personality. Yeah. You have followers. Sure. So all kids are followers. It just takes the right person to get into your kid's ear and encourage them to follow in some way. Okay. You know, so I'm a believer that we, you talk about stuff openly with them and you give them your reservations. And then if you if they're a stronger kid, maybe you don't have to cut the friendship. You can let them decide to cut the friendship. That's where I would draw the difference at. Oh, okay. I'm still going to say the same thing. Listen, Susan Snowflake is uh, not who I think would be the right mix for you. Right. I don't like the direction she's going in. I don't like this. I don't like that. I'm going to tell you what my – and I'm going to tell you why. Let me tell you what, what that looks like long term. And we can all say that one friend who your mom said don't be friends with, they're going to end up X, Y, Z, and she was right. Gotcha. Okay. You know, so I can you can give your kids those examples, and then it's important to let your child know that there's a difference between like I won't always be here to pick friends for you. Right. right so that's right, why right. I'm not big on picking. I'm not gonna always. I'm not gonna be around to do that all the time. Nor do you want to. No one wants to do that for the rest of your life. I'm the one picking your friend. I want to teach you to think. Right. Mm-hmm. Teach you to think so you can't think on your own. You can make wise decisions on your own. It's about right making your teaching your children to help them to be self sufficient. Absolutely. Here's another piece, just not getting to know the friends, social media. Oh, okay. So social that. media is so big. I have so many parents that are, they don't know what their kids are doing on social media. I give my child that free space. You know, when I was a kid, my mom wasn't on everything. For the most part, when we were kids, we didn't have social media. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, let's be honest, it was the locker room, it was the bathroom stall, it was the, you know, somebody wrote something on the wall. That's how you got the news, you know, want a good time call. Called Bozo, right. one, two, three, four, right. five, six, seven. Well, now information is coming to your kids through the cell phone, through the tablet, through the I mean, through their game console. Yeah. They yeah. could be playing with people third party through the game console. Yeah. So the most important thing is teach your kids how to think and distinguish. And now, when I was coming up, my mother gave me privacy. Like she didn't walk in on the bathroom and me and all those kinds of things. But I what I couldn't I couldn't like lock my door and lock her out. Right, that was not happening. If she said, hey, hand me that bag, let's go through it, we had to do it then. Right. Any kind of, like, chicken chest in and making her feel like I didn't want to do it would result in, like, some consequences that I wouldn't like. And so I think one of the things that's changed is 
we don't really monitor social media in the way that we should because a lot of people believe their kids should have privacy. No. But you – oh, go ahead. I mean, especially with social media because they're no longer necessarily access just to their straight influence. They really have access to the world, and the world can have access to them through social Absolutely. media, right? So, you have, as you know, some horrible things can happen. You know, adults trying to you know, pretend they're kids and like, dealing with children and things of that nature, things of that nature. As well as you see bullying, you know, kids that have committed suicide because they're getting bullied on social media. So if you're not tapping in and kind of keeping a pulse on what's going on with your child's social media, you have no idea even that stuff's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you definitely have to pay attention. And here's the, here's the thing that, that, that's so important. I see news quicker on Facebook than I do on the news channel. Well, without a doubt. Exactly. I mean, somebody can pass away, and 10 seconds later I can see a, a rip person act, you know, in my Facebook box before I even turn on my television. Right. So you really want to be monitoring what goes into your kids. So just some things to remember. Children take time in planning. No time planning equals haphazard results. Make sure you're putting in family time. Make sure you're leading by example and realize that even if you're not leading by example, you're still an example to your kids. So they see what you're doing. They're going to throw that stuff up at you later. They're going to imitate what you do. Get to know your children. Get to know their friends. Get on their social media. Yeah. Be their friends on Facebook. Know what's going on. Um, cultivate the behaviors you want to see. Help them. We didn't have a chance to talk about this. Help them with their with their weaknesses. Help turn them into strengths. Help kind of help them deal with things that they may be weak on. Encourage them when they do things. Congratulate the positives. And then don't compete for their attention. Know your place. Know that you're you don't have to compete for attention. You already have a grandstand spot. Just use that to do the positive things that you want to do. Thanks, folks. You have a great week. All right. Bye-bye, guys.